Welcome to the Hump Day edition of Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And together, we are trying to help you head back to the window to cash those winning tickets. It is Wednesday. Good afternoon to everybody that's joining us live. Good to have you here. Nathan Cerna in the house. Said he fell for the banana in the tailpipe yesterday. Didn't know that Belmont and Oral Roberts sucked this year. I'm going to keep an eye on Oral Roberts for totals because if you're giving up 100-plus to Colorado State, I'm going to have to look at overs for your team. Yeah, uh, either that or Colorado State is way better than people thought. So That too, but Oral Roberts we know was a very up-tempo team last year. Uh, they have some solid talent. Defensively, not exactly their strong suit. No. Good to see Michelle Wares in the house. David Stanton needs another. Got any more of them bet the farm picks, Scott? Farm picks? Farm picks? As a matter of fact, we got you. We got you. We got one covered. We got got you covered. We got one coming up. But uh, overall, how was your day yesterday, my friend? How'd you end up doing? Uh, Not great. Uh, Well, the farm pick helped out, Mm -hmm. but I ended up losing with uh, St. Thomas. Beat a big line move. Didn't matter. Line moves sound good. Unfortunately, you have to actually cover no matter what the number is, and they did not. They were in a good position. They were covering with about five minutes to go, then completely fell apart. Happens, but, you know, got to bounce back. Still a long way ahead in the week. Throw that in the closing line value trash can, Scott. You you did beat a nice line move. And uh, for me, my cautiousness paid off. I stayed away from that game. I just... I wanted to see at least one game from St. Thomas at the D3 level, so I avoided... The athleticism, not there. Let's put it that way. Uh, they look like a D3 team so far, right? Yeah, the ball movement was okay. The shooting... The truth is they really shot the ball terribly in the entire first half. They shot about 22% from three in the first half, while Chicago State shot 50%. That's going to be tough. Yeah, But athletically... They had issues on the glass. They couldn't really stay in front of guys that well. The athletes aren't exactly D1 quality. Let's put it that way. Yep, absolutely true. Um, I had a decent day. We missed in a game we're going to get to in the place you don't want to be when you got one of your picks out there. We're going to talk about it and call the cops. But uh did, did okay. That was the only thing we lost. We hit both of our premium plays. Had Miami uh, taking care of business against a suddenly horrific Buffalo team. Holy shit, have they gone off the rails. Um and then uh, I had KU over Michigan State. I just I honestly didn't see any other way for that to go. And KU played with them a little more than they thought. They kind of had, you know, six, seven-point lead there for most of the game, and then they went on a run. little run, 13-5, but that was enough. That was all it took. So uh, J.C. Stone in the house, AZ with the cover, late pucker, but held on. Scott, is there is there a better feeling as a sports better when you – are in the position to perhaps get ready to call the cops, and then you 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 get that late fumble or something happens. You hit a sixty-six yard field goal to win your teaser, something like that. Is there a, is there a better feeling in the world than snatching victory from the jaws of defeat as a sports better? Depends which pick of the parlay it is. No, but actually, yeah, of course it's a great feeling, but it doesn't happen as often as you'd like, and I feel like that's definitely selective recall. You remember the losses more than the wins. No question. So if you have a couple of, I'll just say, unexpected winners that you thought were dead maybe 10 minutes prior, mm-hmm. try to savor them a little bit. Yes. Try to try to put them, try to put them in your bank for when you, when you bitch about that bad beat you took. 
because you, you feel like they should even out, but it definitely doesn't feel like they do. Uh, see, John Cena says, does anybody here do live betting? Unfortunately, hmm. John Cena, I can't see you. Oh, is it, can I make that joke? Oh, nice. Yeah, Can I make that joke or no? Very yes, nice. I live bet all the time. Yes, that's I, I would say that is my main source of uh, sports betting income right now as, as far as live plays. And you've got it even better than I do because you've got some of the uh, the gray area books that allow drive props. Can we say that? I like to believe I'm one of the most dangerous men on the planet for drive props. And I'm a firm believer of that. Um. Yes, absolutely. I've, true. I've been profitable for drive props for years at, at, at this point. It's it's really just a great source of income for me. Big X is here. Big X is here. He says, uh, new to the show, welcome aboard, brother. Uh, I see. Said, uh, yeah, said, I love live betting. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Zach Vaughn said he got the over at 60 and a half in that game last night. I swear to God, we're going to talk about it, Zach, because that was... Uh, that was our, our play of the day. And he says they kick the extra point to get 61. Unfortunately, Zach, that didn't help me because I had 61 on the nose. I needed that two-point conversion to work. Oh, all right. Let's get to it, man. We've te- we've teased it enough. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, he said the Johnnies I knew was the right call, but wasn't offered in my book. That sucks. Uh, There's a storm brewing. Uh, There's a storm brewing. It's a red storm. You think it's a red storm? Is that is it? Are you feel you feel better about the season now, Scott? Uh, same, a little did, bit. Did that mean anything to you at all? What did the uh, St. John's win? I think they're going to be a good team. Yeah, I said going in, I went through the farm play and I mentioned the roster. That team, I think, has a shot to make the tournament. I think you're right. I I, I liked them last year. They they made some money last year, so. Uh... And they got a couple reinforcements via the transfer portal. That yep. team, I think, of course, they might fall apart in true St. John's fashion, but I do think they will be on the bubble within the final week or so. G Money says, I like second half bets. Yeah, I like any kind of bets where I can have information. Uh, I, I that's why that's why I like live betting because you've already got you've got you've got a leg up. You, now you just need to know how to interpret the information, but you've got live real time info. So I actually hit a second half bet. I got lucky on it. I had Gonzaga. Second half against Dixie State. You got a 40-point favor with an adjusted line of about 32. And Dixie State made, I think, 50% of threes in the first half. I just expected regression. And that's what happened. I got lucky. But second half plays definitely have some value available. John Cena wants to know if anybody likes William and Mary. I like Mary. not a fan of William. I'll just say it. Um, Uh, I think William was fine his earlier years. And then he kind of fell apart after that. Who they got tonight, Scott? Uh, Well, looking at William Mary, you have a pretty interesting matchup against Wake Forest. Now, Wake Forest was a team that, let's just say, had some growing pains last year in the ACC. It seems like what you can tell uh, from the early going, whether it was California, whether it was from some of the other, I want to say bottom feeders in their Power 5 conferences, but the the not good teams, really, shocker, did not look that good. Now, William and Mary isn't exactly a great team in the CAA. Do I want to lay that much with Wake Forest? Not really. No. I'd assume that taking the points is probably the move, but I really have no thoughts on that there, game. There's I, been some decent caches in that range, in in that 13 to 18 point range for the dogs yesterday. Um, I would I would probably play that. Uh, somebody wanted to know that if we had a problem getting our video posted. Uh, to my knowledge, we did not. Did anybody else have a problem, or is it Bill? Is Bill? Is it just you? I don't know. I, that's 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 a, that's a women tell me, Scott. It's not you. It's me. Oh, 
Do you ever you ever have them say that to you, or do they uh, or do they tell you they say they say it's definitely you, once or twice? Okay, all right, very good. Hey, let's get to it, man. Let's find out. Let's find out who took it in the shorts. We've certainly alluded to one of those games enough. It's the hump day edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. I think I think they're here for me. I really I really do. Um, so we'll start. With a, this is uh, a game you had personally. Yeah, it's a game I had personally, and you've got it at sixty and a half. That was that was an even worse beat as uh, Nathan was you, talking you, about. You could throw sixty one in, but there was sixty and a half at some point available, yeah. so I used that number. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you've got Eastern Michigan, Ohio over sixty and a half. Well, for starters, they had three trips inside the ten yard line that ended in field goals. So if any of those go differently, we're good. But even more importantly, you had an opportunity. Uh, you, you should have you should have been on right on it. They were 14 points away. There, it's 47 uh, halfway through the second, uh, the third quarter. So should have been an easy cover without without any sweat. But it ended up being sweat. But you had a chance. You had a chance. You had one of those meaningless touchdown. Eastern Michigan scored. They went for two as they were uh, as they down as they were down eight. They go for the two point conversion. Scott, that's what the math says to do, right? That's what I like to do, but I also didn't have money on the over, so I really would have loved them to kick if I had the over. So yeah, if they would have kicked for the way I handed handicapped, it would have been it would have been a uh, it would have been a push. But uh, for a lot of people that had sixty and a half, they just go kick kick the fucking extra point, and yeah, that did not end that way. So that was a definitely a call the cops situation right there. Uh, STM we'll Network says it's always been me. <laughs> that's, dude, that's that's seriously that's the way my life is too. Their chicks are like, yeah, it's definitely not me. It is so you. Well, that's the Seinfeld bit with uh, George when somebody gives him the "it's not you, it's me" speech, and he goes, "I invented the it's not you, it's me" speech. It's definitely me. And she just goes, "Yeah, it's you. Damn right it is." As it, as you can guess, Scott, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm I'm as the kids say, I'm a lot. So it takes a very special kind of uh, of person to be in a relationship with me. So anyway, go ahead, sir. So looking at the second one, if you had a team total in the NBA, if you had the Jazz team total over 115 against Atlanta, you had a 95 points after the third quarter. So you're in good shape. 20 points for the push, 21 points for the win for a team that's averaging over 30 points per quarter up to this point. Only scored 15 in the fourth quarter, finished with 110. Very good. Very good. Um, sorry for the sorry for the lateness on the banners. I, I I keep thinking, why isn't somebody doing that? And then like, oh yeah, it's me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here in my life, Scott. I got I got a lot going on in real time. Hey, if you had Hofstra Houston under one forty one and a half, oh man, number one, that should have been a blowout win by Houston. That's a great team there, especially in their own building. But uh, 138 points in regulation. You're like, oh, that's an even number. I wonder. Yep, that's exactly right. 69 apiece. That game goes to overtime. You know you were screwed, and you were. It ends up 83.78, or excuse me, 83.75, 158 total. Your 141.5 was just a distant memory. But you know what? Call the cops. It was actually kind of crazy that uh, Houston came back to win the game. They trailed for the majority. They mm-hmm. were down, I think it was three with about 35 seconds left or yep. so. Yep. Came back and won. Yep, absolutely. And the opposite, Scott, the opposite of the call the cops situation. These are the nice, easy victories. These are where you want to be. The one place you want to be when you make a bet, it's in the rocking chair. 
episode. The first one involves the Citadel, plus 10.5 against Pittsburgh. We mentioned Pittsburgh had one of their best players get involved with police a couple of days prior to the season opener. And, well, the whole team didn't really show up. Yeah, uh, all the sirens, everything like that. Because the Citadel led by 12 at half and won by 15. So Pittsburgh completely no-showed in a game against the Citadel. The Citadel. Another game goes under, by the way, for the Citadel. They were so good for the over for so long, but it seems like they've fully pivoted to playing a little bit slower, especially Mm -hmm. in the second half. Yep. And, you know, that Pittsburgh team, they were in trouble. They were in trouble last year as, you know, the team basically quit on them about halfway through and didn't get any better. So moving right along, if you had uh, Villanova minus 24 and a half against Mount St. Mary's, that one went the way uh, a lot of people thought the Gonzaga game was going. They led by 24 points at halftime, ended up winning by 40. If you had the Wildcats there, that was a nice, easy, no-sweat rocket chair win. And the last one was Loyola Chicago, minus 31 against Coppin State, led by 35 points at halftime and won by 58 points. Now, I know Coppin State defensively is always a mess, but you give up over 100 points to one of the slowest offenses in the country. What is wrong with you? 103 points to Loyola Chicago? That's it brutal. takes them three games to score that in conference play. That's absolutely brutal. Scott, is Coppin State where they teach you how to buy drugs? It could be. I don't know. <laughs> they don't teach you how to play defense. I know. I know. Uh, I they actually play again tonight in a rare non-tournament back-to-back, which is telling you just how badly Coppin State needs the money. I see, said he, at Hofstra and uh, the sec- second half plus 12, and the OT, OT screwed him. Uh, that, hurt. that hurts. Yeah. Scott Flyers tonight. Well, hockey has actually gone pretty well uh, for me on the show. I uh, you know yesterday I said I like the Hurricanes and Lightning under. That was a sweat-free winner there. Toronto is a pretty decent favorite here at around minus 130. I don't really like how this Toronto team has played up to this point. I know that they have all the star power, and the odds makers will always bet that accordingly. But the Flyers are 6-2-2. and two. They're a solid team. Toronto's 7-5-1. and one. I think there's value on the Flyers there at getting plus money. I think it'll be a close game. I think that it might even go to overtime if you want to throw a sprinkle on it. But I do think that the Flyers are definitely alive to win that game. I question the price. And of course, for hockey, we got to talk about our favorite fade in that entire sport, the Arizona Coyotes, who finally won a game, by the way. Congratulations. You now have three points on the season. You are 110 and one. I'm really proud of you. But Minnesota's about minus 210. I don't mind the puck line there or Minnesota in regulation. That Arizona team might have beaten the Kraken. They've they have not beaten a non-expansion team yet this season. <laughs> They're awful. Uh T trains in the house. That's like everybody says Jacksonville hasn't won a game. Well, then they have now, but Jacksonville hadn't won a game <laughs> in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh T trains in the house. He says he's got nothing on tonight's card. That's about how well you liked the college card, wasn't it? You didn't like it either, did you? I didn't think it was great. Then again, I was spoiled because the day prior, yeah. we had so many games. So I was expecting a little bit less. I thought about maybe looking at DePaul minus 23 and a half against Coppin just because it's a back-to-back. You give up 103 to Loyola. You might give up at least 90 to DePaul. Yeah. And fatigue might play a factor. But DePaul is really not a good basketball team. You're just betting the spot and hoping that Coppin once again doesn't stop a nosebleed, which is possible. I saw some people in the comment section talking about Coppin plus 23 and a half. 
I really hate taking a back-to-back team for the first two games of the season. So you're not even used to back-to-backs at this point. Right. It's a really bad spot. It's the polar pass for me, I but I decided not to do it. I found something in the NBA I liked more. T-Train's talking about uh, Michigan over Buffalo. Said it was 15 and a half lines gone down to 12 and a half. A lot of money coming the Buffalo in. Buffalo team, the Bulls. always feisty. Well, they all, they, in, they you know, they still remember their tournament uh, upset there, what, three years ago? They beat, who'd they beat in the, the first round? They, they beat Arizona in the first round. Yeah, the first, they, that's right. That's right. Another Arizona. Beat DeAndre Aiden. Another disappointing Arizona performance in the tournament. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, but yeah, I think I think the, the that still is on the people's uh, minds. Uh, STM Networks is I can't believe KU was only minus four and a half, and I number number three against. Uh, we were very publicy on that because we both liked Kansas. But yeah. you're exactly right. I said Michigan State yesterday would be somewhere between a six and a ten seed for the tournament, yeah. and at no point did they look any better than a six or a ten seed. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I feel like they looked like a decent but not overly great college basketball team. Yeah, Kansas a, looks really good. They do. They look and they were and they were missing their best rebounder. Is Lightfoot going to be there for the second decade in a row, or is it the third he's a, decade? He's another one of those guys that I my, he's my been son there for forty years. My son and I were talking about the other day. Like it seems you know my and my son's been out of college now three years. It seems like Lightfoot was in school when he was in high school. I think he was a <laughs> senior during my freshman year. Uh, Zadwick wants to know what, what, what would have been the Akron football and the Akron basketball parlay yesterday? Except well, I know the, the basketball was around nine to one. Okay. So, okay. I'm trying, I'm not sure what the football was. I'm not even sure you could have, well, what was it? What was the number on that? What was it? 20? What was the spread on that? Uh, let me see what I can get. Sorry. I can't remember what it was. I'll, I'll research that. It'd have paid, it'd have paid a shit ton is what that would have paid. You'd have been plus, yeah. you'd have been plus 900 and plus third, 3000 maybe. They were plus 26 and a half. Uh, 26 and a half? It was around uh, 15 to 1. So let me get the parlay calculator out. Do it. Put the parlay calculator on that bad boy because that's a great question. I'm going to go with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot in the dark and say it's going to pay 80 to 1. Okay. So I'm going to put in plus 900 okay. and plus 1500. Okay. $100. Okay. I was, cl- have I was close. paid out. Nice. 100 to, $100 to $15,900. So it's 150 to one. Yeah, give or take. Nice. No, very nice. Uh, <laughs> T-Trade said he took the night off from watching sports. Mama's threatened to castrate me with a butter knife. Ouch. So it wouldn't even be a quick process. It just like sawing it off. Oh, Jesus. Every guy every guy watching this right now just went, <laughs> like a fucking goose walking over your grave. All right, Scott. Well, there was some disappointing performances yesterday. There was a lot of them. It took a minute to narrow this down. But uh, we have narrowed it down indeed because that's what we are paid to do. So we have come up with it. Uh, just like your parents say to you on a daily basis, Scott, I'm not mad, just disappointed. All right, very good. Yeah, he's, he sees somebody. So I'm going to let you do this one. I'm going to mute. Go ahead. Sounds good. So for this one, we're going to look at one of the favorite teams that we like to roast, especially around NCAA tournament time, the Virginia Cavaliers. And we know they started off their season. You might have been wondering why Navy wasn't in the rocking chair segment. It's because we're talking about it now. So in Virginia, at home, they lost some players from last year, but still, ranked team. And they were favored by 15.5 points yesterday. Now, Navy is, I'd say, a decent basketball team. Not great by any means. But looking at the actual finishing of that game, Virginia was at home, 
for season opener, of course. Right. Everybody's fired. The crowds are back. Everybody's fired up. Crowds back. Everyone's excited. Virginia scored three points in the final eight minutes and 44 seconds. They went without a basket for eight straight minutes at home against Navy in the (laughs) second half. And you'd think that maybe they got blown out. They lost by eight. So it was a close game anyway. Right. They couldn't score. How do you not score any points, including free throws, for eight-plus minutes at home as a ranked team against Navy? By the Are way, out of your mind, it still went over. It's, it went over because st- of the first half. It, it almost went, went under. That was almost an all-time I know. Beat. That would have been a horrid, horrid bad beat. You know, this Virginia team, at the best of circumstances, is, are offensively challenged. But how could you not... Because the service academy, Scott, because they have limitations on how tall you can be. I don't know if you I don't know if you knew that or not, but you can only be like six six or six eight. That's 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 all you can be. The only reason David Robinson was a, such a star for Navy is because, because he grew once he got to college. He was six six when he got there. He had a late growth spurt and he like shot up to six ten, six eleven, whatever he was. So my point is, why would you not just pound the damn ball inside repeatedly? Try to draw a contact, and you should certainly have the size advantage. So why are you not just pounding the ball inside? I I, I don't know. Can you at least try to get to the foul line? Maybe yeah, once, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. Good things happen when you drive the ball. JC is wondering if Virginia is going to stink all year. Probably not. I'm sure they'll be okay. They're not going to compete for an ACC title, in my opinion. They don't have enough talent, but I do think they're going to be another one and done or two and done. They just don't have enough scores. They just can't do it. Yeah, I, I agree. They're they're a team. I guarantee I'll tell you when they turn around is when I start fading them. That's that's because I see this team with Virginia every year. I go, man, this Virginia team is gonna suck. So you start playing the under and you start fading them. And then the under usually works. That's it's just well, the that's fact true. that they that, yeah, they just can't score, but they suddenly might have a good game or two. That team, it was actually kind of ironic. It was on the ACC network after Virginia lost. They played an hour documentary of Virginia winning the championship, which I found very amusing, by the way. Outstanding. But I feel like that, it sounds like a hot take, was the worst thing that could have happened to Virginia and Wisconsin long term. Because now they're going to think that this is actually a viable system to win a championship. Yes. You can't win a championship in the shot clock era unless you have a lot of luck on your side, scoring roughly 55 points. You're not going to win. That's why you lose to 16 seeds. It's because you can't put them away with scoring. Everything's a grind. You make it really difficult on yourself. Is that that a fair statement? It is. It is. And and they've they've infected other teams, too. You and I were talking before the show about Wisconsin. Wisconsin already had that, though, because Bennett's father played there. (laughs) Ryan did the same thing. But look at the Wisconsin team that lost to Duke. They had Kaminsky, first-round pick. Decker. First round pick. They had a lot of talent. So they could have run any system and probably done well. But you're not going to win and you're going to get upset frequently if you voluntarily score less than about 65 points in an NCAA tournament game. Yep, very true. Uh, STM Network, as I have a hunch who this is, is uh, as pointed out, uh, I remember somebody trying to teach his kids how dull a butter knife was. When Scott, since you don't have any kids, it's, it, it falls on me, and that, that actually did happen one time because my kids were mishandling a butter knife or they were all worried about it, and I said, just stop it. It's They're, they're not going to hurt you. 
It's a goddamn butter knife, and I took it. Were they trying the pe- Were they trying the pen trick around? I don't know what they were. I, there was I, there was four of them, Scott. I was always overwhelmed, but okay. I I showed them how a dull, bull, butter knife was not dull, and I like just ran it across my arm like ten times. I said, "See there, it's fine." So about thirty seconds later, we looked down, and there's like ten little trickles of blood on my arm, and the kids all freaked out. And so to this day, they're deathly afraid of butter knives. Okay. T Train says now his dog is going ape shit. <laughs> Sorry guys, my wife's at work today. She's usually got dog sitting during the show, and uh, it it has fallen to me. So he has to be here with me. If he's not, he gets paranoid. He scratches at the door and barks. It's even worse. So apologies if uh, that's Milton. By the way, Milton, my my hybrid corgi. Um. All right, Scott. We got one more. And uh, we had a bunch of them. Again, we had to sort through it. But let's find out. How are the odds makers? Oh, my God. They're drunk. All right. So this is one. And again, we had to choose from a few. But if you had the FIU Georgia total, you're looking at that and you're thinking 151 and a half. Okay, I get it. Georgia, they've got some players. They've got some talent. FIU, really? Well, your hunch was right because they put up 49 in the first half. And you're thinking, well, they're going to have a bigger second half. Yeah, they did. Put up 60 in the second half. Still landed 109, a mere 42.5 points short of the total. Scott, think there might be some adjustments coming in the next game? It could be. But I thought that Florida International would play well defensively against Georgia. They were my quote-unquote upset special pick that somebody asked for. They covered. They didn't win. They were leading by five at the half. So I think that was a pretty good read. Georgia still is the better athlete, so they ended up winning the game. But that was a dogfight throughout. I like the term rock fight to sum up that performance. Yep. I'm uh, I'm partial to a, a monkey knife fight in an alley. but Okay. Uh, that works. The, uh, yep. It's a hell of an acronym. <laughs> monkey knife what is it no an acronym would just be mk you just you go through all the letters okay all right fair enough uh somebody said that they're like in new mexico in the pit pit always a, always a tough place to play new mexico not quite the team the last few years scott that they we've seen out of them in the past how do you like them this year fau was atrocious on the road last year i'm not taking them i gotta go with new mexico yeah. new mexico might not be a great team in their conference, they're usually a very good home team. Florida Atlantic was a night and day on the highway compared to home. I'm assuming the road struggles continue. I'll take New Mexico. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Give me, give me the good, give me the good home team there. And it was tricky, as we found out yesterday. It was tr- it was tricky laying some laying some chalk, and a lot of the the a lot of the chalk numbers, like we said, were right in the mid teens, thir- the 13 to 17, mm-hmm. those numbers. So I would certainly keep an eye out. Um, I I can't back this Buffalo team in spite of the line move. And that line move... That no, I can't back them now because you already missed three points. The boat has already sailed. Well, that's true too, but I think even at 15... I also just really like Michigan. Yeah, I think even at 15 and a half, um, that's right, New Mexico has Patino. Good point. Hydro, hydro. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or... It's actually good because Patino's got to start the year off well before his Minnesota teams would always collapse. Hide your, hide your daughters. In conference uh, play, hide your daughters. But for out of conference, they usually start off pretty well with Patina. Ninja wants to know uh, Buffalo, Michigan total, 153. Is that First high? game of the season is always tough to call. Yeah. I'll go with the over. 
but it's once again just a small lean. I think both teams have a lot of offensive talent. But Michigan was my preseason pick to win the whole thing. I think getting Dickinson back is a huge deal. I like the five stars they brought in. It's mostly just fading Gonzaga because Gonzaga just hurts too much every year when I, when I try to love this team, and they hurt me every year in the tournament. But I like Michigan a lot. I think they're very good. I think they'll be in the Final Four. Buffalo is a good team as well. They got a lot of experience. It might take a little bit of, I'd say, time to get everybody fully on board just with chemistry. So that might take a little bit. But I think at 12 and a half, you've missed a lot of value already. I'm not going to play it. I, I think that Michigan has a, a chance to cover the 12 and a half. I just think they're very talented. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good solid team. Um, pointed out that Patino brings his best player to the uh, to the desert there in Albuquerque to New Mexico. So uh, New Mexico is still, you know, going to be a decent team. Not great, but I think they're good enough to beat Florida Atlantic at home. Yeah, I think, and I think, and I think they're good enough to cover. Um, well, they're plus one, so beating would cover. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. There that's, you go. Uh, all right. Very good. Um, turn Zodwick, I can't, I can't believe that too. Can you believe Gonzaga won without Mark Few on the sideline? That'll that'll show him. Don't drink and drive. You'll miss the Dixie State game. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's, uh, you know. I believe we called that to a T, didn't we? Yeah, we, we couldn't decide if it was going to be one or two, but yes. Yeah, we said one team against some California Tech penal school. Turned out to be Dixie State. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Penn FSU under 148 and a half. I'd look at the under. I was going to say, that sounds, high to, think, that sounds high to me. It sounds high because, you know, Penn as an Ivy school doesn't exactly have great athletes. They play a little bit slow. Florida, you're looking at Florida State. No matter how many guys they have, everyone's about seven feet tall, or it feels that way. They're going to punt half the shots at the rim. <laughs> I mean, it's really crazy how Florida State and Purdue seem to just hoard about all of the seven-footers, and they're all on the same team. Have you noticed that the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they don't they don't have a lot of speed per se, but they're no, de- they're they're definitely a team that can that can they get put it. Put their get hands up and Penn's players are six five. They don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, I but, think they're going to really struggle. Well, don't worry, you're going to be you're going to be working for them. So yeah, that's uh, that's the good news about going to the Ivy League. Once you get past the athletics, and you know it's and the, you know you get a good job after college. I think that's the good thing. And those are uh, oh, that's right. Penn didn't play that. Yeah, the whole Ivy League took. Football and basketball mm-hmm. off last year. I think Yale's going to be very good in the Ivy this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... That's my brief Ivy analysis. Yale, good. Okay, <laughs> very good. Um, hey, hey, knock it off. Just knock it off. Okay, thank you. What else you guys like tonight? Uh, let's let's start. Let's let's uh, kind of. I see. I see Nathan asking about Long Beach against Idaho. Idaho stinks, man. I know Long Beach is a team you don't exactly love backing on the road. Taking a California school, not in California, uh, not playing California, but Idaho. Oh God, that that team is so bad. If they win five games in a given year, they have a parade. So they're they awful. Too much, too much drama in the LBC tonight. Is what you're saying? A lot of line movement on that, though. I think Long Beach State open up at around five and a half or six. It's mostly up to seven and a half. Idaho is just a terrible basketball team. They can't score. Well, and the, I guess the the one thing you say about Idaho is they're usually better than Idaho State. Usually, non basketball though. No, no, not the Vandals are. Just... And Idaho State's not good either. No, the Vandals are awful though, dude. Yeah. Uh, see anything in hockey tonight? 
Got to uh, really well, the card. I mentioned the Wild in regulation. I Paint. think they'll get it done against the Coyotes. Paint a big prize. And there's value you like, on the Flyers. You, you like the puck line there? Uh, yeah, you could. Uh, hmm. I, I like that too. Gets a little tricky sometimes because you never know if they're going to score the empty net, how that's going to work out. But I do think in regulation or puck line, there's value on. Arizona won a game. Congratulations. You're still 1-10. Your yeah. team's awful. Minnesota, underrated hockey team. Yeah, good squad. Good squad. And uh, they kind of come in, came on late last year. Yeah. Uh, out there in the in the semi-bubble or whatever the hell that you called that. Um, Coyotes will roll over. They'll probably lose 4-1, to one, something like that. So we kind of give we gave short shrift to the, the MAC last night, to, to matching, because we were all just kind of jizzing all over. I keep saying it blindly takes the dogs in the MAC for football. 2-1 and one last night. 2-1 and one last night. Yeah, and bu- Buffalo just... Uh, couldn't couldn't get it done at all. Uh, Colorado State Pine Bluff on Friday. Actually, like the over in that game. Pine <laughs> Bluff though. Shout out to them. Light at the half. Yeah. At Creighton. Good yeah. for them. What the hell, man? What? I like the over. Seems like Pine Bluff might actually be able to score a little bit. Two... Colorado State can't guard anybody. Hey. They'll, they'll score a hundred points. Hey, and shout out to us because we have three auto fades and we laid yeah. off two of them yesterday. We did. We, Unfortunately, well, you didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I laid off one of them. Yeah. And Pine Bluff did get there and covered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, they led. Um, yeah. And more importantly, uh, the uh, Mississippi Valley State. Uh, what are they? The, 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 I always wanted to say the Delta de- Devils. I always want to say the Dust the Devils. Yeah, the Delta Devils. They are uh, not good this year. Uh, Minnesota has not had a win this season where they didn't also cover the puck line. There you go. There's a uh, there's a valuable piece of hockey capping information from STM Network. Uh, Nathan Cernus says Pine Bluff must have heard us talking about him. We always joke about that. About well, it was actually big funny fans you brought that up because we thought about maybe doing Creighton for the farm play, but we looked at the roster, realized it replaced and we everybody. Liked Pine Bluff yeah. getting the points in that game. Yeah, because Creighton had replaced I think everybody. I don't think they brought they back. They lost one... five key guys. Yeah, they did not bring Zagorowski's back. Zagorowski's not there. They Ballard's didn't bring back. Not... They lost everyone. They brought one back at the most. One starter back at yeah. the most. I don't think they brought back any. So yeah, they're it was only a... thirty-five. They're missing their entire starting lineup from last year. Like we, we couldn't take Creighton in that spot. Uh, STM Network, another piece of hockey capping information. Every game Arizona has lost, they have also not beat the puck line. So yeah, they get buried. So you're saying if you so you're saying there's a chance then. Uh, all right, we've kind of gone through that. Any uh, NBA things got your attention for tonight? I know you and I have one cooked up spoiler alert for uh for bet the farm uh, i have a play of the day on the pacers and nuggets game that line is moved so once again be it a good line move hopefully it cashes for us besides that new orleans favored by four and a half against oklahoma city i know oklahoma city's bad a one-win team is favored by four and a half See, Ingram that, still might not play. That's that's the game that that's the game that I liked there. I I liked OKC, but that's that's going to be a that's going to be a butthole pucker cuz you're 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 banking on OKC, they could lose by 25 and you look like a moron. But uh Creighton coach not so good. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> McDermott's okay. I don't think he's great. No. Uh um, McDermott is back, right? After he had the brief suspension. As far as he's I still know. there, right? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure he's still there. I mean, you know, he may be a bit of a racist, but he's back. <laughs> I, I guess that counts for something. You put him in the NHL. He'll be fit, fit in well there. In the NHL, he'll get fired seven years from now. Thunder on the money line? Fuck yeah. Why not? You're getting, what do yeah, you get? Why one, not? One, one, 180 or so? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Pelicans uh, are my favorite win total under. One in 10. Not you know, how, how much of that do you think your anti-Pelican bias 
fade uh, c- comes into play because you hate the Pelicans. Truth is none of it because everything I said about the Pelicans has been right. The reason why I liked the under was because I thought that Zion would be out indefinitely. He might not even play because yeah. the Pelicans might be so far in the cellar. There's no point to bring him back. But there's nothing during the offseason I liked about what they did. They have a brand new coach. I hate the moves that Griffin did in the made in the front office. He traded for a three-point shooter when you lost your main facilitator in Alonzo Ball. There's no ball movement on the team. And I also thought they'd trade Ingram halfway through the season. And he's been injured. So the Pelicans should not be favored against anybody. I'd lay the points with Duke against the Pelicans. So no, I'm joking. But I would I would take the points with the Thunder or the money line. Until the Pelicans win a game, I'll take the money line on the other side. Zodwick's asking about the Bulls, the team that we've been on here a little bit early as they go up against Dallas. Uh, Dallas, a little bit of a psycho team. They're still 7-3. and three. Both these teams are 7-3. and three. Bulls at home. I don't think Dallas is very good. I don't either. Of course, I just rose, I rose to the Pelicans. I took them plus the points against Dallas earlier this week, which looked really good how, for how, about two and a half quarters. I was going to say, how that And the whole thing out? fell apart. Yeah. But I like this Bulls team a lot. I think they're very good. Dallas, besides Doncic, once again, does not really have many guys. No way. Offensively, they're not very good. Przingis hurt? Uh, he was hurt at no, some he's, point. He's back he's now. Back I know. Now. Right. He's been okay. I can't say he's been great, but you're going down the supporting cast, just the actual roster. Are they that good of a team? I don't know. We didn't think it last year, and they had a nice little run there in the playoffs. So, why? Well, it depends what you consider a run, because they lost in seven of the Clippers. Well, we they'd lose in five. What's that? We thought they'd lose in five. They lost in seven. They they had some impress. They had some impressive games, and they had the Clippers on the ropes. So and the Clippers were just a psycho team too. Well, that's very true. Uh, Warriors tonight, buddy. Minnesota, I can't fade them. seven. They're the best a, team in the league right now. Seven and seven and a half. Minnesota. That seems like a gift to me. Minnesota's been losing a bunch of games. They blew the overtime game against Memphis, where they led by fourteen in the fourth quarter. That Warriors defense, number one in the league, that's a unit right there. It really is. Porzingis is a plastic fork. That's a great description mm-hmm. right there. All right, buddy. Man, we're flying. Okay, it's time. Let's get to it. Um, you know the drill, guys. It is that time of the show where we have put our heads together. We've come up with our very favorite play. I want everybody out there to put your straw hats on. I'll wait. There it is. Okay, put it on there. Good job. All right, climb on board your John Deere. Fire that baby up and give me a yeehaw because it's time for Bet the Farm. Mr. Reichel, we had a farm play yesterday. How did that go? So we took a modest spread yesterday. We had a St. John's minus 44 and a half. Boom. Against, against Mississippi Valley State. And they won by 60 plus. Ready? Yeehaw! All right, there you go. We were up 41 at halftime, Scott. We weren't We weren't quite dancing yet. But it looked, I parlayed it, the spread with the over, it looked, so it, it felt great. It looked good. Well, the, your over did not look good because they had 19 points, did Mississippi Valley State at halftime. They were not helping you much. in the second half, though. Yeah, put, they put it on it. So, because uh, we have been hot, you've been lucky, it's still you, buddy. Winners do the walk. By the way, I misspoke. St. John's won by 58. They didn't win by 60. Whatever. Okay. They, they they covered. That's so, all that matters. Did somebody, anyway. did somebody roast you on that? No. I oh, just okay. looked it up because I wanted to make sure. All right. But either way, we're going to be looking at the NBA. And we like the Toronto Raptors plus three against the Boston Celtics. 
I really don't understand this line at all. Boston has been an underachieving team up to this point. Toronto's actually been surprisingly decent, have a winning record. Toronto's been very good on the road. The Raptors are 4-0 in their four road games, while the Celtics are 0-3 at home this season. Toronto also the better offensive team. Toronto ranks 16th in offense efficiency. Boston ranks 21st. And the main reason why we like this is the fact that Jalen Brown, arguably the Celtics' best player this season, is out with a hamstring injury, averaging a team-high 25.6 points per game. So Toronto has the deeper team. They've been playing the better basketball. And Boston's missing its best, its arguably best player. And yet Toronto is getting three. I don't understand this at all. Give me the Raptors. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a really good situational spot, I think, for the Raptors here. And again, I don't think either one of us have been too impressed with this Boston team so far. They've had some weird lapses. They've been bad at home. And like you said, Jalen Brown's out. That's the, that's the censure for me. I think we're getting a good price um, on that team. We'll take the Raptors. And they're going to win the game. Yep. I think that I think that's absolutely true. So there you go, guys. That wraps it up for the show. As always, we appreciate you stopping by. Please don't forget to give us the thumbs up, to like, subscribe, all that stuff. You know, we decided to do a live show because it would be more fun. We thought it would be better information, but we knew it was going to cost us viewers. So please do your best to uh, to stop by and to share it, to tell your friends uh, if you're having fun and because um, we like we really like doing it. So anyway, that's it. Uh, like, subscribe, rate. Uh, what else? Got anything else? No, let's get some winners. Absolutely. Good luck on all your plays tonight, guys. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money when you head back to the window. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow on Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. Peace.